Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. We know there will be many of you out there who are wanting to know, is my teen thriving? And in a similar fashion, there'll be many of you who have that gut instinct that maybe their teen really isn't, or maybe they actually are. And no matter where you're sitting, I think this episode will be really relevant and hopefully quite insightful to you. And here at Advanced Health Chiropractic, we look after many, many families, which often includes teenagers. So Katie and I today are going to talk to that and chat a little bit about some signs or seven outward signs that your teenager may not be thriving. Katie, would you like to take us away with a little bit about the teenager's brain? Oh yes, isn't that always so exciting? So right from the minute we're born, that brain of ours is being wired up for life. And absolutely, for the first few years of life, the whole point of that brain development is to wire up so that we can start to move in the world, a gravity-based world, and start to learn and develop. When we get to teenage years, or the tweens, for example, What starts to really come on board is our frontal lobe. Our frontal lobe's pretty important and it helps us with a lot of what we call executive function. So one of the big ones here for us and particularly that we see frequently with our teenage children is um, that emotional regulation or the ability to be able to regulate ourselves emotionally um, or in some cases, not so well. Uh, So in order to promote brain development and if you like clear brain to body and body to brain communication via the nervous system that's where chiropractic comes in so chiropractic's main aim is to help restore the body's own natural ability to heal self-organize and to regulate itself by making sure that the brain is constantly sending nice clear messages out to the body and likewise super clear and fast messages back up to the brain and simply by clearing those um, any inter- interference that might be occurring here, we're allowing for that ideal or optimal brain development. Because I don't know whether you realize that that, um, that full brain maturation, if you like, doesn't actually occur until, for many of us, we're in our early 20s. So it's very much still growing and maturing and developing that beautiful brain of ours. So we came up with a little bit of a list, um, seven outward signs that may indicate that perhaps our teen is not necessarily thriving. Take it away, Lydia. Mm. So the first one we're going to talk about is attention and focus, and that's probably particularly relevant in the classroom. So you might be receiving a little bit of feedback about that, or you might know yourself how your teen is able to have that attention and focus on whatever task it is that they are working on. Um, So like Katie has just said, what we know in chiropractic and what we know about the brain and the body is the nervous system is what connects what's happening in the brain with what's happening in the body. So that is the way that uh, your teenager is actually able to regulate themselves. So in very simple terms, we would expect a teenager to be able to hold a certain level of attention or focus for a period of time um, and to do that with relative ease because that is a sign of good neurological function and that that brain and body communication is happening clearly. 
So really, if you're getting some feedback about that or you're noticing that it's something your teenager is really struggling with, it's probably a good idea even to go back a couple of episodes and listen to our one on a busy brain because that goes into a lot of what might be happening within your child's neurology that isn't allowing them to drop into that state where they are able to regulate themselves in the classroom as would expect. Awesome, awesomely put. The other thing often that we can notice is that there may be um, various digestive issues or challenges that your teen may be experiencing. Um, sore tummies when eating or after eating, um, flatulence or farting, um, or perhaps even constipation or a sluggish bowel. Uh, some more outward signs could be uh, skin uh, conditions such as eczema. Um, these potentially are showing us that there is a dysregulation of that bowel or that digestive system uh, where it's just not working in harmony. And certainly the um, digestive system is controlled by that nervous system. So this may also indicate that that nervous system also has some interference that's then um, leading to those digestive issues. Mm. The next one actually follows on what you said earlier, Katie. So we are designed to live in a gravity-based world. We need our brain to keep us upright. We need our brain to help us find balance and coordination. And that comes through the connection of various parts of the brain um, or various areas of the brain. So frequent sports injuries is actually, funny enough, something that I had a conversation with a family about just yesterday. Um, if we're looking at you know high-performance teenagers who are really into their sport, if we're noticing a trend with injuries, again, we bring it straight back to the brain and how well is that brain able to regulate balance, coordination, reflexes, and the different movements or speed that's required when a child is running or playing in a sport team or playing on a sport field. So what we actually did yesterday to make sure we were on top of any injuries or following an injury was we took this teenager scans. We want to know exactly what's happening in that neurology and in that nervous system to make sure they're in optimal state for their brain to be able to regulate their bodies on the sports field. Now, wonderfully, this teenager has been under care, regular care for a long time and her scans were incredible. So we know she is well positioned to be able to heal and recover. Um, but it is interesting and it is worth noting, especially for a teenager who is not under regular chiropractic care, if you are seeing these frequent injuries, um, why that might be occurring. Absolutely. A big one is, um, we hear our parents say this all the time, I'm really worried about my teen's posture. They seem to be very slouched um, and head down, or what we call tech stack. Now, one obvious reason for this is that our children are more and more relying on devices to um, navigate through their world. So obviously high device use can usually result in that forward head posture and that stooped posture. There's another very real um, cause of this, and that can be that, you know, self-consciousness as they're growing and developing, um, often we can see a bit of a stooped or slouched posture. But funnily enough, we tend to look at slouched or protective postures a little bit differently. What we know is that when we have clear brain-body communication, when that nervous system is free of interference, that actually it will innately um, 
enable us to have a more upright and optimal mm -hmm. posture. When there's interference to the nervous system, that will shut off um, our posture, if you like, and downshift us and then cause us to be in a more slouched position. So we look at it in, uh, from several different viewpoints, if you like, um, but certainly a slouched or protective posture with a forward head carriage certainly can indicate that that nervous system may be under some kind of stress. And what are we noticing about that? More and more, it's becoming a conversation that we are talking about, okay? Um, so our point number five would be difficulty falling asleep. And this may or may not be teenager specific, but it is such a vital time where sleep is so important for that brain development and for many other functions of the body that we do really want to make sure that our teenagers are able to fall asleep relatively easily. So again, bringing it back to the nervous system, a nervous system that might be a bit overly alert or um, wired in a particular way that keeps that child or keeps that teen on high alert is going to have a lot of trouble switching off. So a, a teenager who's coming into the practice, every single teenager or every single person, we will be scanning their nervous system and assessing what is going on, what state is that nervous system in right now. But most importantly, once they start getting adjusted, allowing that brain and body to communicate clearly again and bring about those normal functions, which we would expect, and that is being able to fall asleep relatively easily. Absolutely. I'm really sad to say, but one of the um, most prevalent uh, signs that our teen is not thriving, um, and it's so prevalent these days, is um, anxiety. We're seeing more and more of this creep in, and it's um, it's really, really sad, actually, to see. I don't doubt that the last three years has had a heavy impact on our teens, and certainly hasn't helped um, with, with this in mind. However, um, we do know that in order to regulate our mood and our sense of well-being, that again, it falls back to the brain. It falls back to the neurology of our system working at its optimum. So we do know that when our teen is displaying these signs of maybe depression or low mood or maybe anxiety, that not only may it be specific to a certain situation, which of course it can be, but certainly if our nerve system has any interference, that will enhance this even further. Mm. Lastly, number seven, repetitive infections. So the beauty of the nervous system is it regulates every single part of our body. Now, obviously, that's going to include the immune system as well. So any dysregulation within that nervous system, within how well the brain can bring about a usual and expected body function is going to come down to how well the brain and body can communicate. So when we are seeing a teenager or a child who is struggling with a immune system which isn't quite as robust as what we would expect them to have, or this is the child who might just get over one thing and they're on to the next, and that happens constantly on repeat. Um, that is a really strong indicator that maybe our teens are not thriving. Um, and again, the most important thing is to being able to enhance or restore that brain and body communication so that their body can naturally thrive, regulate and heal itself as it should be doing. Absolutely. So I guess what we do know, we know the body is designed to be well, it's designed to self-heal and to regulate itself. 
when um, it's not doing this, when we're seeing these outward signs um, that the body might be under stress um, or not thriving, we would say in chiropractic that there's probably a reason for that. And that reason could be that that nervous system is subluxated or has some interference to how well that brain-body communication is. So there are so many different ways we can support our teens to help them thrive and um, more than survive, of course. And one of them, obviously, would be to get them checked by a chiropractor, have their scans done, check in and see how they're going, how their development is. Um, I know we've got some great resources, Lydia. Do you want to run through those? Yes. So I really highly recommend you hop on over to our website um, and look for the blog on this. So you'll be able to find that by the drop down menu at the top. Um, and the title of the blog is the same as this podcast. So seven signs that your teenager may not be thriving. And that will go into all of this again a bit more. Um, another top resource we have is on our Instagram page, all of our podcasts up onto this point will be shared on there as well. So have a look, find us on Instagram, find our website. And like Katie said, the most important thing is to actually book your teenager in for their scans and assessment. Absolutely. Have fun, everyone.